0: You know, I don't, I don't really know why the, I felt compelled to pray like that just a moment ago, but there's sometimes whenever I think about just how, how blessed we truly are, you know. And, and I do think it's wonderful to thank God for what we have here and to be able to just worship the Lord in and, and, and such a, a place. You don't have to have this, do you? No, but I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful for it. And uh, we are blessed, and God is honored, and and so we want to honor Him. And just being able to be good stewards of what He has allowed us to be over. So uh, I'm thankful for that tonight. I just truly am. I'm very thankful for that. Um, Tonight I want to be in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So uh, they will have the scriptures here on the board for us here in just a moment. Um, but I want to talk tonight about the need for the experience. Here recently, I've heard some people on social media and different places, and I, I get on there every once in a while, and I have a few people I like to watch on YouTube, and uh, they'll discuss, you know, things of the faith, and um, I've been watching a few things on there, and then you have some people that will come on there, and, There'll be, uh, you know, anybody like to debate in here? No No debaters? I got a few debaters in here, some people, you know. (laughs) But uh, how many of you ever watched that? Anybody ever watch any of that where you uh, debate like an apologetics or anything like that? Um, You you can gain some really good things out of that. Uh, There's some debates where it's just like, nope, I'm not even going to get into that. But uh, but I do enjoy some of that, uh, you know, some of that I do enjoy. But I did come across something, and they were talking about that uh, you don't need an experience, and it's not all about the experience. And they were actually talking about some of the revivals that have been have been taking place uh, across our nation here uh, the last couple months. Uh, anybody been following along? What's been going on across our nation? uh i'll tell you what the lord is moving he's moving the holy spirit is moving you know you get a lot of reports of how this world is just going this way right you get a lot of that you get a lot of that we see a lot of that and if we're not careful we'll just think that wow there is no hope for this generation or it's just going south really quick and uh you know i don't buy into that right should you buy into that should you buy into it's just just going to pot. Man, we're quiet in here tonight. Huh? Or should we have a hope of a generation to know Jesus Christ and to pursue Him like maybe no other generation has before? That's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for that and you're seeing that begin to happen, uh, taking place all across the nation. Anybody seen any of that? Help me out tonight, please. I mean, I know it's quiet in here tonight, but has anybody seen any of the outbreaks and the renewals and the, and the revivals that are taking place across our nation? Does that not encourage anybody in here tonight? It encourages me. It should encourage you that, yeah, we see the bad things, And do we know in Scripture that there are going to be bad things that are going to take place? For sure. We know that's going to happen. Right? But I also know Scripture says there's going to be a great outpouring. And I've got to hold on to the fact that people are coming to Jesus. They want to know Jesus. They want the experience. And there were people on there saying, it's not about the experience. And I said, we need the experience. The experience is good. Anybody having an experience with Jesus in here tonight? I mean, I I thought we came into a Pentecostal church in here tonight. Right? I mean, we got to liven up in here. Right? We got to get some life in us. If we want to see the dead brought to life, then they're going to have to see those who claim they have life have it. Right? They need to see that because we're the ones who are shining before them. And they need to see that there is a life. They need to see that there is a God who can, who can bring change in their life. They need to see that there's been people who have been t- spending time with him, who are having relationship with him. See, I'm getting to a point that it is important because as the days grow darker, right, we have to be on guard that it doesn't draw us down so we're not doing what we need to be doing and sharing and spreading the light so that those who are wanting the light can see it and we can compel them to come in along with the Holy Spirit, right? That's needed in our, in our world today. It's absolutely a necessity. We don't have time to just be you know, hey, let's just, you know, just do church as normal. Or let's just come in and just be happy with four songs and, you know, whatever. But does anybody just want to see some change? See something new? See a rejuvenation? Maybe you're here today and you've been serving the Lord for a while and you need to be rejuvenated. That's okay, right? Shouldn't it be like, where, man, I... I'm following Jesus, and I've been serving Him, and I get it. It can get down sometimes, right? Does that, can we say that? Sometimes you just feel worn down serving Jesus. Nobody's ever experienced that in here, but I have. I've experienced it. I've been 20-plus years serving the Lord and in ministry, and I know that you can get down and you can get discouraged, and, but you can't stay there, right? you gotta, you got to get going. Time is short, right? And if, 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 if everybody in here believes that, now everybody's going to say, yes, it is. But if everyone in here truly believes that our time is short, shouldn't that light a fire under us? Or are we just mouthing? Can, can we talk like that tonight? Can we just talk that way? Because I've been around it too much where I feel like it's just mouth talk. And there needs to be something that lights up inside of us that says, you know what? There is a dying generation out there, and I'm going to invest my time in that. I'm going to invest my talents. I'm going to invest my gifts. I'm going to invest myself. Anybody? Right? We need it. They need it. We're the ones to show them. We need the experience. This past several weeks and months, man, I have been watching it. 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, and younger and older. But that group right there between 18 and 21 have been pushing. And they said, you know what? They came into a service and they don't want to leave because they're hungry. You know what, you remember what it was like to be hungry? Anybody in here remember what it was like to be hungry and to thirst after the things of God? To be so hungry that you said, you know what, I I don't want to leave this place. I don't want to leave this atmosphere. And I'm going to stay here. That's what these 18 to 21 year olds have been doing. They've been saying, I want God. I want Him. I want Him. And I want to pursue Him with everything in my being. I want to experience Him. They're saying you can lock the doors, but I'm staying. They're like, I won't be here at 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't care if I have class. I can be inconvenienced. That's all right. What if God will do that? That's a big one for us, isn't it? Inconvenience. I want to be honest with you, that's a big one for me. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm sure most of us in here, we don't like inconvenience. But what if God, what if the Holy Spirit was moving in such a way that it was going to inconvenience us? What if it did that? See, are we just, we talk the talk, or are we willing to walk the walk? I'm not saying we're not I'm just trying to encourage us and be like hey it's coming and either you're going to be ready for it or you're not and I'm praying that we're ready for it I'm ready for it because we're going to see it it's going to happen it's going to come here and we have to be ready for what what if What if next Sunday, I'm not a prophet, and I'm not telling you it's going to happen next Sunday, but what if next Sunday this place was packed and they said, we don't want to leave? Would we say, well, it's 8.30 and we got to go? Or would we allow the Holy Spirit and what's going on to inconvenience maybe some of us? Is that too hard? Are we going to say, you know what, I will be inconvenienced For the kingdom. I will do God whatever you see. That's really the kind of the cultivation of culture that needs to be happening within the church. It has to be cultivated, that culture, because not everybody's gonna want it. Not everybody wants to be inconvenienced. And there are some people, I'm gonna tell you the reality and the truth of it is, they're gonna be happy with status quo. They're gonna be happy just with church as normal. But do we want to see the move or not? It's the people that are seeing the moves that they don't want the status quo. They're not happy with that. They want to see the presence of God move in such a way and they say, God, whatever it takes. If you have to inconvenience me, then inconvenience me, God. If I have to step up and I have to do something I'm not comfortable doing, then I'm going to do it, God. Man, I feel like I'm preaching to myself tonight. But that's all right. That's all right, because I'm telling you, it's coming. It'll either come here or it'll go down the church down the street where they want it. Because if we think that we're the only church that wants it, we're sadly mistaken. And we can be a part of it, or we can be on the back burner with it. And I don't want to be on the back burner with the move of God. Don't we want to flow with Him? And move with him tonight. So I'm in it for the experience. I think it's amazing to see the authentic hunger for the one, for Jesus. It's amazing to see that authentic hunger and passion that comes from wanting to just be with Jesus. And to allow him to move in their life in such a way. It's contagious. Do you know that? Has anybody ever read a book called Contagious Christianity? Nobody heard of it in here. That's a good book, Contagious Christianity. Because, see, what happens is whenever you, man, whenever you get to a point when you're like that, it's contagious. Because people are like, man, you are who you say you are. And there is something in you that is different. And they like that. They want to see the genuine and the true and the authentic, and they'll read, and they'll see when it's not. Is it okay if I just say once again, I'm over the, the talking about it, but let's see the action behind it, right? Let's see it. If God calls us to a 24-hour prayer night, would we say, I'm in, Lord? If he says, I want you to, to do this, would you say, I'm in it, God, because it's for your kingdom. We're going to see souls come in, Lord God, because you asked us to do that. See, it's the obedience that God moves in, right? And whenever God is asking you something, and, and this is your own personal life, and I found it to be true of mine, and it's scripture. It's when you ask you to do something, if you just move in the obedience, then God blesses that. That is an equation that God works in. You see, it's better than sacrifice, isn't it? But when you walk in obedience to what God wants you to do, you will be blessed. And his hand will be in it. And you'll see him move. Mm. Mmm. Something beautiful about the depth of family and unity when we cling to the loving Jesus. That's beautiful. When a group of believers will cling to Jesus, and it's attractive, and it smells good. Right? I'm hoping that your quietness tonight is just, you're listening up, and I'm, I'm saying something that's maybe striking in you. Right? It's beautiful when we see the unification for a spiritual awakening in our country what if the lord would say hey abundant grace i want you to spend the next week you're gonna might think this sounds weird but i know churches that have done this when god's asked them, he says i want you to spend a week 24 hours a day in prayer for a renewal or revival in your land. Mm. Some people might think, well, there's no way he would ask us to do that. Read your Bibles, right? We need the experience. I want to turn to Exodus chapter 33. We're going to be in Exodus 34 as well. You probably know this story. I'm sure you do. We're going to talk about Moses. Has anyone in here, when you read this about Moses and... um, You know, Moses got to see, you know backside of God right and it says that he got to talk to him in the tent of meeting which we're going to get ready to read here in a minute have you ever just thought wow man if we could just experience what Moses experienced if we could just have the glory that Moses was in you know can we if we could just have those types of experiences Right? It said that Moses would meet with God, and whenever he would leave, his face would actually be radiant and glow. Right? I mean, Moses stood in front of a burning bush. Amazing. But I want to show us something in scripture that talks about Moses. And then what we have in the New New Testament, the New Covenant. Let's read this in chapter 33, verse 8. It says, Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. And as he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and... uh, hover over and at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. That sounds like an experience to me. Anybody just want to go wow there? wow wow let's jump down to 18 moses responded then show me your glorious presence <laughs> i kind of see what moses he's like man i just can't get enough i want more more and more let that be our cry tonight i want more more and more i just can't get enough of you jesus you know Sunday morning for an hour or Sunday night for an hour. It's just not enough, Jesus. I need you more and more and more, Jesus. I need you every day, every single second of every day, every waking hour. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Verse 19, it says, then the Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continued, look, stand near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the, of the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from my behind, but my face will not be seen. Wow. Just wow. Am I boring anybody in here tonight? Because, you know, when I talk about seeing God, man, that does not bore me one bit at all. Seriously, Alvin, I mean, when I talk about seeing God or being in his presence or this glorious, you know, union that we have with him, that does not bore me whatsoever. If it bores us tonight, then it's going to bore those people we're trying to reach. It can't be that way anymore. It can't be like, uh, uh, well, you know, if you want to get saved and, you know. It Forgive me, Lord. But there's got to be something behind it, right? If, if they don't think that you believe what you're saying, then they're not going to believe it. And if, oh, man, I'll tell you what, I feel the Holy Spirit because this is in it. But if we constantly do not have joy or we do not have peace. Or we have hatred spewing out of our mouth constantly, constantly, constantly. And then next thing you know, you turn around. I get having a bad day. But when it's a constant and it's a habit, and then then you're like, oh, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. There's a disconnect. Y'all looking at me like I'm some, you know, four-eyed, you know, goat up here or something. Mm. Sounds like Moses wants more. Not because he hasn't had it, cuz he had, but he wants more. Anybody in here tonight say I want more. You want more? You want to pursue him with a passion like you've never have maybe you got a good passion tonight of following and serving him And just wanting more of him, but who would say man? I want a little bit more I'll take a little bit more of that I need a jolt of just Rejuvenation in my spirit because I want to serve you like a, with a fervor I want it to be like jeremiah where he says it's like a fire shut up in my bones and I I can't contain it anymore, right? If anybody is saying god and inconvenience me then that way God, I'll look like that. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what other people may think about me. If you want to just do that in me, let it be. Right? Because I want, I want that to, to fall on me, Lord God, because of time spent with you. Is it available to us? Can we experience anything like what Moses experienced? Oh. You better believe we can. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm not going to hold you much longer. I don't know what the Holy Spirit got up inside of me this afternoon, but... Jesus is coming soon, church. He's coming soon. And I'm not content with just standing by and saying, you're coming. And now I'm going to sit back on my heels because I know you're coming. I want to be faithful to the very end. Anybody else want to be faithful to the very end? Anybody want to go out just being a soldier for Jesus? Jesus. Anybody else want to just go out? I pray to God that I'm, I'm preaching a sermon whenever the rapture takes place. You know, I, I want to be just in service to Him. And we can do that. I know we have jobs, or we have this, or we have that, but we can still do that, amen? amen. Mm. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 7 says the old way. With laws etched in stone led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. Back to Moses here in 2 Corinthians. For his face shone with the glory of God. Even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way? Did you hear that? And there was some amazing glory taking place in Moses' time with Moses. But look at this scripture. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, Right? How much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared to the overwhelming glory of the new way. Is anybody picking that up tonight? We're talking about a glory that far exceeds tonight. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Since this new way gives us so much confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away. You see, he put a veil over his face because... He didn't want to see, he didn't want the people to see the fading glory coming off of his face. He didn't want them to see that. But then when he'd go back into the tent of meeting and his face would shine again, then his face they could see, but then he had put a veil back over it because it was fading. It wasn't wasn't with him all the time. So that's why he's saying it's a far greater glory because we don't have that. We have the new covenant. That means we can go into the tent of meeting anytime we want to. You don't have to wait for a certain time. You can go in and meet with Jesus. You can go in and meet with him. Amen. And I hope you're tracking with this tonight. I'm going to read verse 13 again. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil. And they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. We know this scripture right here because we quote it often. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And there's liberty. There's freedom. Anybody walking in freedom in here tonight? I pray to God that you're walking in freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. I'm looking around at a lot of people in here tonight that the veil has been removed. Right? And it says that you can reflect the glory of the Lord. Are we reflecting the glory of the Lord? And who in here does not want to reflect the glory of the Lord? When you walk into a, a gas station, Troy, and you're talking to Gracie, you're reflecting the glory of the Lord. When she got baptized in here today. Praise God. When you're talking to a co-worker, I know we have bad days. But you can reflect the glory of the Lord. When a coworker comes up to you and says, I have a terminal illness. Or my marriage is in shambles. You have an opportunity to reflect the glory of the Lord. What such That's such an honor. And you don't have to be Moses to do that. Did you hear me? You don't have to be Moses. You've got to be a son or a daughter of Him. And He says, you can far exceed. That, that, that blows our mind, but it's because we have the access to it. You're not going to far exceed seeing... God face to face. You're not going to do that, right? But what it means is that we have the freedom. We have the access. We don't have to have just one man who comes and now his face shines and he's going to reflect it to everybody else. That means all of us. So it can far exceed because there's millions of us. Think about that. There's millions of people that are reflecting the glory of God every day across the world. Yes, the world is going down the the dumpster trail, right? Because of the morality. But there's people like us who sit in here tonight and we say, Let me be a reflector of the glory of God. Because if we sit in here tonight and we think that we can't make a difference, then we're losing. Right? His church is not going to be defeated. Can I say that again? It will not be defeated. How many people want to take somebody with them? <laughs> I want to take as many as I can. I want to. I can't take them, I know that, but can I be someone who, who, who plants a seed in their life or, or comes along and waters the seed? Sure I can. And if they say, man, I want to come to Jesus, and I can lead them to Jesus. But I want to reflect the glory of God. I hope and pray there's a church full of people that want to, Reflect the glory of the Lord. Verse 18 again, it says, All of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. We're all reading the same Bible, right? Hmm. <laughs> Yes, Moses had the glory. And yes, his face was glowing. But there should be no jealousy, zero jealousy over that. And we should be experiencing something that far exceeds it in glory. I'm hungry for it. I'm hungry for it. I'm pursuing it. I pray that you're pursuing that as well. We're pursuing it together. I want to leave you with this. It goes along with this message tonight. There is a freshness of life that comes from when you are pursuing and you're hungry for Him. That's experience. You see, we should have the joy that is inexpressible we should have the peace that is beyond comprehension i'm praying for the (laughs) those things that you cannot explain i encourage you maybe you should pray that as well maybe we should be praying for those things that can't be explained Maybe we should be praying for those things that, that I shouldn't have peace, but I have it. I shouldn't have joy, but I have it. That's unexplainable. You can't explain that to people. But they sure can see it. And you sure can reflect it. And they're going to see that there's a difference in you. Mm. Would you bow your heads with me tonight? Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be here tonight and share it. God, I know it's from you. God, I pray that it just compels us tonight. Not just tonight, but when we wake up in the morning. That your word would stir in our hearts and our minds that we can reflect you God how awesome that is that we can be in your glory and we can we can be in the glory in our home in our in our quiet time in our in our prayer closets or in our cars or or wherever we might be on our jobs and we're and we're thinking about you we're praying about you we're worshiping you Lord God God, how awesome it is to be able to to reflect your glory. Father, I believe that time is short, that it's running out. So God, I pray that a fire would be lit underneath each and every one of us, myself included. God, that I wouldn't just settle and sit back and just wait for your return. That, God, I would let you work in my life and be obedient to what you want to do. I pray for that for each and every individual in here tonight, Lord. God, that we would be compelled hmm, to reflect your glory to a lost and dying world. God, there's hope. We see it across our country, Lord we see the revivals we see the renewals lord god we see the awakenings that are taking place and it encourages us lord it should yet i pray that you do that here lord god if you need to inconvenience us go ahead and do it and father i pray that we respond in obedience god we want to be faithful servants faithful Lord God to what it is that you want us to do and what you want us to be in this community Lord God we pray for those who are lost God we pray Lord right now that you would just begin to soften their hearts God that you would do the unexplainable Lord God I pray Lord God that they would come into contact they'd be around somebody that's reflecting the glory pray for those who are on the fence they're they're questioning about you Lord God they they don't they're, they're not quite there to make a decision but they're right there Lord God I pray that they come into contact with somebody this week who's reflecting your glory that they see that there's something that's just mm, that can't explain it but they see it in them It becomes contagious lord we thank you, Jesus, and we praise you that we can come alongside and that you can use us in such a way, Lord. Now, God, I pray for this week that you just be with your people, Lord. Keep your hand upon them, Father. And God, that you would orchestrate meetings, Lord, Father, that you can only do. Bring people into our path. God, maybe we would think that it's just a coincidence, but it's not because you've divine appointed that opportunity may we reflect your glory in those moments lord we thank you for it we praise you in jesus wonderful and mighty name and we all say amen